I'm Megan Gilger, and welcome to the Fresh Exchange Podcast. Welcome, my friends. We are deep into July now, and one whole one and a half weeks deep, but I sometimes can't believe how quickly summer goes when I look at my calendar and I'm already like, oh my gosh, like I can see school starting on the horizon. It's so crazy. But needless to say, day by day, there are amazing things happening in our gardens. And I hope in turn, you're also finding that there are amazing things happening in yourself because this is such a full season. It's such a full time. And I keep talking to Mike about that, like where it just feels so like there's so much and it can be sort of overwhelming at times, but also this immense gift because we go through winter when it feels so, I don't want to say empty because it isn't. It just feels very desolate, restful, you know, all those things. But in the summer, it's so abundant. It's so full. It's it's just a time to tread water a little bit and enjoy what we got. And I I just think about that a lot. When I'm in the season, like it feels like I can't fit everything in. And so I'm always constantly asking myself, how can I fit more or fit, try to fit less in so I have more space to enjoy. Ooh, that's a hard one. So especially when the to-do list is long and the biggest sign of the to-do list is the garlic to me. And that's why I wanted to post about this. Right now, most of us have either harvested our garlic, are harvesting our garlic, or will be harvesting our garlic in the next few weeks. And I wanted to come here and just kind of give like this really great overview of what to expect when a garlic harvest happens. And you might be thinking, Megan, why is this such a big deal? Okay. First of all, garlic can feel really overwhelming to a lot of people, especially beginners, because it's like, wait, what, when do I plant this? When do I put this in? Why does it take so long? Can I just use the garlic that I bought at the grocery store? Why does garlic seed cost so much? There's a lot of questions. We're going to talk about all of that. But I first of all want to talk about garlic as a key thing that every garden should have. So if you didn't have it this year, no worries. In October-ish, November, you're going to be planting it. And if this is your first garden this year, you don't have garlic and that's okay. But when you think about coming into the next year, you will be wanting to plant garlic. So Listen to this pod because this is going to be really important for you to understand why it's so important, how to plant it, when to harvest it, how to know when to harvest it, and ultimately how to save it. It is much simpler than it sounds. And I think garlic is one of the best things for beginners to grow. I think it's going to make you feel really successful. It's going to make you feel really proud. And it really introduces a lot of amazing things that make you feel like a true gardener. And I love any plants that allow beginner gardeners in particular to feel that success because when we feel that, we want to come back for more. And when you come back for more, you dive a little deeper. So, <laughs> and I love that. <laughs> but I, I'm i going to start off saying that garlic is a really key thing to grow in our garden 
because it's a pivotal point in our harvesting process in the growing season. To me, garlic is is the exact point on the growing map of when we start fall fall plants. When we start putting in our fall like the first of our fall things and and even some of our winter things like our winter squashes, things like that. As soon as we start pulling the garlic, we need to be saying, "Okay, prep the soil. Let's put in our squashes right now because this is it. This we need 90 to 100 days. And if you don't do it right now, you're going to miss the window. And so this is when you can be planting small pumpkins, things like that. I just planted pie pumpkins at our local school garden, things like that. So I just, I think I just like see garlic as this point. It's like the, the, I'm looking for the word. (laughs) It's like that pivot point in the season when we go from like the depths of summer, you know, those first summer plantings to when we start that fall planting and really get it going. Obviously we're going to be planting things all the way into, you know, the middle to the end of August in terms of greens and radishes and things like that. So we're not, this is not the final moment by any means because kale and spinach and things like that, they need some cooler weather and we're not going to see cooler weather for another, you know, two to three months really. And so I, I keep looking at the thing and I'm like, when does this happen again? And it's usually the end of September, beginning of October, we really lose that consistent heat. And sometimes it can happen sooner, but I, from the last few years, tracking the weather, looking at soil temps, you know, in our area, like it particularly, um, it doesn't really happen till then. So we still have time for these other things, but some of these longer tailed things need a a, a lot more maturity, you know, such as our squashes and pumpkins and things like that. We're past the squash vine borers. We're past a lot of the like challenging parts of growing these squashes. And because they don't go in in June, they go in in July, um, maybe the end of June, depending on where you live. But really like for us, like the beginning of July, when we harvest our garlic, that's our point. The other thing that garlic signifies in the in the garden is the height of the season. Usually this is also when we might be thinking about harvesting early potatoes, things like that. Um, a lot of our tubers are going to be an option now. But needless to say, the harvesting of the garlic is also when you need to buy your garlic. So if you are not somebody who harvests, is harvesting garlic because you didn't plant it last fall, Look and see or listen right now. I'm telling you, this is the time to go buy it. Start getting your orders in. There's a lot of great companies. I have grown from a lot of different ones. I've tested a lot of different ones. And the ones I suggest are Fruition Seeds. I grew theirs this year, this last year, and it in this year. And it is exceptional, um, particularly if you're in colder zones. I highly suggest it. I didn't have any issues with rotting. I didn't have any issues with rust. I didn't have any any issues at all. Like these these bulbs are gorgeous. Like I cannot even explain to you. And there's a lot of things that go into that and we'll go into that in a minute. But it's very good seed. The other one is Seed Savers Exchange. I'm a big advocate of their project. And so just because I believe that it's so crucial to save seeds, and to continue the process of seed 
um, availability from an heirloom standpoint in terms of biodiversity. Uh, the only thing is, is last year I sadly, um, got a bad batch of it from them and they had some issues in their warehouse with storage. And so, but they were really great about it. Great customer service. And, but I always buy from a couple companies because garlic does need a specific sort of, um, just care so that you can plant. So it's a good bulb that you get. And if it's not done, they can't ensure that it's going to be a quality harvest. So, but they were really great about it. So I, but I, thankfully I had purchased from a different, a couple different companies and it wasn't that big of a deal. They just refunded me. Um, the other one is I also really like King garlic. I grew, I did soft necks from them, uh, this year and they're beautiful as well. So they, and I also did chestnut red. And just so you know, when you're buying garlic seed, there's two varieties, like, well, there's lots of varieties, but there's two main types. There's soft neck and hard neck, and there are positives to both. Um, soft neck, you're going to be able to braid it. These are going to be easy to grow. They're very simple. There's not a lot of maintenance with them. You just need to feed them really well. And I'll talk about that in a second, but that is the main thing. Like, but you get to braid them, which is really cool. The heads aren't usually as big, but they're still very beautiful garlic that, and there's lots of incredible varieties that are soft neck. Now, if you want to, most varieties you're going to find are going to be hard neck. Hard neck, you also have to snip the scapes. So if you saw people doing that on social media, or if you're in our online garden community, you will have seen that people were talking about that. So that is one awesome thing about them. The only thing is, is you can't when you're going to dry them, which I'll talk about as well in this podcast. Um, you can't braid them. You, they, you can really just bunch them and then you snip the heads later when they're dry. So, uh, it's just a different thing, but I love that I get garlic scapes off my hard neck. I grow both varieties because like types, because I like to do both. I think it's really fun and I think it's fun to play around with and to test the flavors and everything. So that's the main thing you need to know. And you're like, well, what's right for me? It really depends on what you want. And I, and I, and I also say buy two types, like test it out and read the descriptions. Most of these tea companies really provide wonderful descriptions and they're also willing to do some advising for you. So I, I would definitely suggest it's a, you know, seed garlic seed is not cheap. Like I said, you know, I just spent almost $90 on garlic seed. And when everybody looks out at my garlic and it's like, there's so much of it. Well, it was a little bit of money. Sure. But I love having all this garlic because we never purchased other than two heads last year. So I feel like, okay, this was really worth it. When you think about the cost of garlic, it doesn't seem very expensive when you go to the store, but when you add it up over the year's time, it really is something to talk about. Um, and some people have asked me if you can use garlic that starts sprouting from the grocery store. Um, yes, you can. I, if you do that, you're going to want to plant it actually in the spring, not in the fall, but I don't advise it. And the reason being is that garlic needs a just like growing tulips and daffodils and things like that. Garlic needs a certain amount of cold and dormancy in order to sprout and develop properly. So 
And the other thing is, is you don't know what sort of inoculants and um, growth suppressants that have been sprayed on these. Most heads are also bleached, uh, especially if you don't, even if you buy them organically, like there can be a lot of things that are on them that you're not in control of. So unless you're getting it from a local farm, I wouldn't suggest it. Also, there are many local farms that are selling their garlic as seed. So definitely check in with local farms that you know of or have bought garlic from. Many times they're willing to, you know, they buy it in bulk and they'll give it to you at a great price. So it's definitely worth discussing it with your local farmer, especially if you have a CSA. Um, I would highly suggest it. Or if there's a farm that you visit weekly at the farmer's market, talk to them, see what they say. And they also are going to be great knowledge sources for what grows really well in your area. So definitely consider that. Now let's talk about if you're harvesting it right now. So if you're harvesting it, I just posted a great video to our online community for our Tuesday teaching that I'm doing every single week. I post a short video about something I'm doing in the garden. Sometimes I'm getting two in right now. Depends on the amount of ability I have, but also the um, what is happening and if I feel like it's super relevant and a great teaching moment. But I just posted one about how I cleared my garden bed and pulled them up. And also what I planted, how I prepared for that planting and so on. So I'm just going to give a really high level here. I show it in the actual video in the online community, which you can join the online community at any point for as little as $13 a month. There's always a link in the show notes if you decide to join. But basically what I do is I pull it all up. This year, our soil was super tender and wonderful, and I didn't really have to um, use a trowel which I or a shovel, which I have in the past. Um, the soil that I was working and growing it in was just, it's perfect now. It's taken three years, but you can, especially with the hard necks, not the soft necks, but the hard necks I could like pull, just give it a good tug and they all came out. So, but if you don't have your more compact or clay soil, then you're going to want to, or you have some very large garlic heads, like particularly if you grow elephant garlic or something like that, you're going to want to move two to three inches out from the stem of the garlic because your bulb is going to be at least an inch to two inches wide. And then you're just going to want to push down the shovel probably all the way in and then push down so that the bulb lifts up. You might hit the edges of it. Um, if you do that, I'm going to talk about what you can do with those. But when you're going through the harvesting or drying process, curing process, um, but that's basically how you harvest them. And a lot of people were like, when do I know it's ready? So there's no, every, everybody, it, this, it's one of those things I'm always trying to harken back to is like plants tell us when they're ready, not by a mathematical equation. It t comes from observation and it comes from being aware and testing and trying and, and choosing it for what works for you. And I'm working on a meditation about this because it's really important. And I think it's one of the key parts of growing a garden and being a gardener is finding that confidence in yourself to make those choices for yourself and understanding that it's going to be different for you than it is going to be for somebody else. So my suggestion is how do you know your garlic is ready? Test it. Go out, 
take one that, you know, the stalk looks really good. Maybe there's some yellowing leaves or browning leaves at the bottom. Don't be concerned about those. That's a normal part of the process. Um, even if you have some yellow on the tips, don't worry. I had a lot of yellowing on my tips of my garlic. I was super stressed about it because I was like, did I not, it was the nutrients not dense enough? What did I do wrong? It was just the fact we had like constant cold, hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. And it was a big challenge for that garlic, but it wasn't a nutrient issue because when I pulled those guys up, they were huge. They were gorgeous. So I don't think it was anything to do with nutrients. Um, so hopefully that gives you some confidence, but, uh, the bottom leaves should be starting to turn, but put your shovel in or pull it out, give a couple a try. I also do it in stages. I, if I have some that are a little smaller, I leave them a little longer. You don't have to do it all in, you're not a production farm. You know, you're not like, okay, crew, we're going to go harvest all the garlic today because that's what we're harvesting. And if it's too small, we just pull it anyways and we chuck it. You're not a production farm. You're a home gardener. So you can do it in stages. You don't have to do it all at once. You can take your time and allow the plants to take their time as well. Because sometimes when we pull one out and it might be closer to another, it allows that one to kind of absorb the rest of the nutrients better. Maybe it was kind of the runt of the group. But if you leave it, it will actually get bigger over time. And it's not going to like so many things can grow around garlic that it's like basically marigolds in the gar garden when we talk about companion planting. So don't, don't get too heady about it. Just kind of flow with it and trust your instincts and go back and listen to that podcast. Where I talk about instincts and intuition in the garden because it's very good. <laughs> um, but so that's how you know it's ready. And once you have it all pulled and you've got, you know, five, six or 200 bulbs that are pulled, Take them up somewhere and you want them to be in a warm, dry place so they're not getting a lot of rain on them. If you do, you know, put them somewhere where there is going to get some water or rain, you know, some people will line them up on their fencing, things like that. That's totally fine. It's just going to take a little longer to cure. Just make sure they have plenty of airflow and you don't have them bunched together. I don't recommend bunching. I see people do it, but, and maybe it works for some people, but I, we get too much moisture living in the near the Great Lakes for it to work. It's not dry enough. So for us, we have to separate all them. I just lay them on our porch. One day I'll have some like beautiful rack that I can slide them all into and it'll be amazing. But lumber's expensive, life's expensive. So I have a deck that's covered and they get a little bit of rain, but they're all flat laid and nice. And I shared a picture of it on Instagram not too long ago, if you caught it, but that is basically how we do it. And if you're going to braid it and you have soft neck, then you need to braid it when it's not dry. You got to do it when it's damp. And I also have a video of that that I'll link to in the show notes as well to show you how to braid soft neck garlic. So you can do that. Um, and then you just let it cure. Like it basically goes for like three to four weeks minimum, but you can leave it up to six weeks. You want that stuff so dry and like done and cooked. And what you're going to do is at that point, you can kind of rub off the dirt. My two-year-old was actually doing that. You can, it should be really dry. So easy to get anything off. You do not want to spray the garlic or anything like that. You don't want to peel too much of the skin, only some that's kind of damaged. 
and then you're just going to make sure it's relatively clean. If they're hard neck, snip them uh, about two inches above. So they have a little bit of the neck left, but not a lot. And that neck should be white inside or like dry. It should not be green. Um, if it's still green, leave it out in that area to continue to dry because it is not ready. Uh, then, you know, if you have any that are damaged, what I do in, I have a reel that kind of shows how to do this so easy is if you, especially if you have a dehydrator is make garlic powder. Um, garlic powder is a great, easy thing to do in your dehydrator. And all you have to do is just take those damaged cloves from that head. Cause you can't, the whole head's gone if like one or two cloves, but don't toss it out. You just take and utilize those cloves either by cooking with it right away, or you um, can dehydrate them and create garlic powder by just dehydrating the cloves by thinly making like, you know, kind of planing them so they're thin, not like whole cloves because it'll take forever in your dehydrator. And then once they're dried out, you just toss them into a food processor and let it whirl. And then you save it in an airtight container and you have garlic powder. Crazy, right? Um, so very easy. Okay. So if once you've pulled that garlic, you're going to want to rebuild that soil because garlic are heavy feeders, particularly on the nitrogen front and, and in the bulbing, you know, world, they're, they're definitely, they need a lot of nitrogen. They are not always a great source of, um, rebuilding the soil by any means. They're heavy feeders. So this means we have to rebuild the soil. And so what we're going to do is we're going to add compost. Um, really great. You can even use cow manure compost. That's going to be really a great option. You can then add a multi-purpose fertilizer. I did a whole episode on fertilizing. I would suggest going back and listening to it because I break it down and why it's so important to use organic fertilizers and suggested organic fertilizers, things like that. Great things to know about fertilizing. It's, it's all super helpful. I also have a whole thing. Uh, I did a whole class, like an hour class on fertilizing with our online community, which you can get if you join the community. So there's lots of resources for sure that clarify exactly what I mean when I'm talking about fertilizing, but doing a really good multi-purpose fertilizer that hits, you know, the full NPK, the nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium is really important because you have just basically depleted most of the nutrients in that soil. Um, the organic structure may still be really good with a lot of the micronutrients, but the macronutrients need to be replaced. So just doing that is really simple by doing just that method. You want to scratch it all in, do a fertilizer, and then you're good to go. You can plant right away. And I direct seed things like my winter squashes, my some more beans typically, I just put in some buckwheat, Swiss chard, all those things went in that bed where the garlic was and they'll all grow together. They'll be super happy all the way into the fall and they'll do really well. So it's not, it sounds really complicated like when you're talking about it, but I did that. I did one bed in an after, like in two hours, I did that full process. So it is possible and it is actually a very easy thing to do. So now when we're talking about planting it in the fall, how do we prepare to plant it in the fall? Well, this isn't as complicated as it sounds either. Once you've completely cleared your garden, you know exactly where you want to plant it. The great thing about planting garlic is you want to basically 
prepare to plant it where you also plan to plant your brassicas, like early spring brassicas, like kale, turnips, things like that, because the garlic's going to protect those things like your broccoli and all of that from the white cabbage moth that comes basically the moment it's warm and the snow is gone. It, It shows up. So you have to have some sort of protection from it. And the garlic is a great way to do that. You can also grow shallots and it does the same thing. But I like to grow it in these set rows and then put the cabbages in the spring in between. So what I do is I I do usually like two up of the garlic. So there's two side-by-side rows of the garlic. And before I plant, I lay really rich compost. I actually go and buy some really great stuff from a local compost company here. And it is hefty stuff in terms of nutrients. I lay that down. I scratch it in. Then I put in the garlic and I do not use mulch um, because I did that. And we get too much water here. There's too much snow. There's too much So don't use actual mulch, but you want to mulch them. Now, mulch can be more compost on top, or it can be straw. The downside of straw and hay or anything like that is you're going to get weeds. It's like we've done it, and I can't tell you how bad the weeds have become because of it. No matter how much compost and mulching we do, it's still pretty heavy. So I don't particularly suggest that. If you want to, just make sure that you clear it very quickly in the spring because it will start studying weeds for you and grasses. Um, But it's totally up to you. I don't believe that you need to fully mulch your stuff. I know that's a brave statement, but this is my fourth year growing garlic here and I don't notice a significant difference. Sure, maybe the leaves get a little tinged with some cold early in the spring, but if you plant your garlic late enough, which I suggest your hands should be cold when you plant your garlic, you should be wearing a sweater. If you're sweating, you've not, you're doing it way too early. So, and if you're, the soil is warm, you're doing it way too early. The soil should be cold and your hands should be cold. It should be slightly a miserable process. Um, when you plant your garlic, <laughs> especially if you live in the north. So it should not be a pleasant experience in terms of temperature. So, and I mean cold, not warm. If it's warm, you really know. I have planted it as late as just before Thanksgiving. As long as the soil is workable, that's good. So you just like you just want to wait all the way. You may even get a couple frosts, but as long as it's not a hard frost, it just like completely freezes the ground, then you should be good. So <laughs> I, I'm, that's a not popular opinion about the mulching. Um, so take it for what it's worth, but I know in drier climates, you should definitely be mulching. It is just a damp climate here. So I, even though we get a lot of sand, we have a lot of sand in our soil. I find that mulching just can lead to some rotting issues. And I had that this year. So with straw and with mulch. So I think it's kind of up to you and what feels right for you. But that's the main concept of garlic and how to grow it, where to grow, get it, like when to grow it, 
all of that. It's going to be sort of an intuition, but the best thing about garlic is it really wants to grow. It's very robust. It's very strong. It has very little issues in terms of the only things you might run into are allium rust, which I don't really see much in where we live um, from other gardeners and farmers. Uh, It's not super common. And, but some areas it's very common. So just be aware. And then, you know, I don't know where I was going with that actually. (laughs) So, but anyways, garlic is easy. It's incredibly easy. So there, you're not going to have pests with it. You're not going to have a lot of issues. Oh, I was going to say rotting. Rotting is the other thing that can happen. So, and it does happen. It's part of the process and it's learning. So I've done it. It almost happens every year with some part of my garlic. It's not uncommon at all. So I hope this encourages you to grow it because like I said, it's one of the easiest and best things to grow in your garden. Everything loves growing with it. Most people enjoy eating it. It's usually a crowd pleaser. So, and it looks pretty darn cool drying and it makes you feel like a super successful gardener. So go go buy your garlic seed and check out those places I suggested. And if you have further questions or want to learn more, you can always join our online community at any point. Just check the link in our show notes and head to freshexchange.com backslash join at any time. Until then, my friends, I'll see you out there. 